Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, Logan. It has been a long time since I've made a podcast, but welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, because it has been a long time since I've done this, I want to kind of tell you guys the direction in which I want this podcast to go before we start to talk about today's topics. Um... First of all, when it comes to the summer, the podcast schedule will be getting an update. And by that, I mean we will actually have a podcast schedule. So, there will come this summer, there are going to be specific days when I will be uploading a podcast. Now, when I choose to record those, could be the day of, a few days before, it really depends. But I will have a podcast up each and every week discussing something, okay? There is no uh, guarantee to what I will be talking about, but it will be about something. So this summer, be um, be tuned because I will on my Discord and on my uh, on a podcast. I will let you guys know what that upload schedule will look like. Um, so with that being said, um. Let's get into today's discussion. So today's discussion is going to be about Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, okay? The Batman, we'll talk about that some other time. Um, Mainly because I'm not a DC fan, but I'm going to start to dabble into DC just so I can give a Marvel fan's perspective on DC's movies, not their comic books. Because I don't even read Marvel comics as it is, at least the New Day stuff. I'm just not into it. Um, Maybe we'll talk about some old comic runs or something in the future. So, I want to start off with uh, Miss Marvel, mainly because it's the new stuff today, um, and the trailer's relatively short. Um, So, for those of you that have been on the podcast, I would say a good portion of the way back, I have talked about Miss Marvel a few different times. When I was in high school, no, middle school, I picked up the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel origin comic, and I read it. I actually liked it. Now, granted, I want you guys to know, um, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. He's my number one favorite hero, and Miss Marvel is not even in my probably top 20 superheroes ever. But her origin comic, I really liked because it was very different. And the character, I, I did like, you know? I was like, we got a, you know, a teenage girl who is, um, you know, Muslim, and, you know, now she's got to deal with these new powers she got from the Terrigen Mist, which is also connected to the Inhumans. Now, when it comes to the Miss Marvel show, there is no Terrigen Mist, and this is the major thing among Miss Marvel fans, and among most Marvel fans in general, that people are not happy with how they're treating Miss Marvel. Sure, yeah, you have Kamala Khan, you have her still being, you know, a Muslim and, and going to, um, you know, her religious practices, you still have her in high school, but her powers and where they come from are very separate from the comic. It literally is like a Green Lantern-esque uh, way of doing it, where it's like this device, okay, the ring and Green Lantern, or in this case, like a bracelet gives her powers, unless they're gonna say that the Inhumans made a bracelet with Terrigen infused inside of it and sent it to Earth and somebody in Kamala's family or whoever got a hold of it hit it and then Kamala finds it okay but as of right now it just looks like a Green Lantern ripoff that has nothing to do with the Inhumans or Terrigen and Terrigen even in the Marvel Avengers game was a big deal it was one of the main things that created Kamala Khan in the video game and in the comic um 
And here's the thing, you know, when it comes to Kamala Khan, it's like, how can you make a show on this character and take away what give, gave her her powers? It's like making Iron Man a actual man that is a robot or making Captain America a modern day super soldier that doesn't use a shield with the American stars on it. It's like making Spider-Man a actual spider or just a guy that has, like, adhesive gloves and stuff and doesn't actually get bit by a radioactive spider, you're taking away the actual origin of that character, of that hero. And naturally, as comic fans, that's going to piss us off when you start to really mess with the fabric of the character, right? There are holy things that you do not mess around with when it comes to a character. You don't mess around with the origin story. You don't mess around with the powers in how they are from the comics. You can't make Spider-Man go from swinging on webs to flying like Superman. It doesn't work. That is a drastic change from the comics. You can't do stuff like that. And same thing with Kamala Khan here. She was given powers to elongate her body and change the size of her body because of Terrigen Mist. In this new show, she has like cosmic powers and shit. When it comes to this wrist gauntlet that she has. And it's like, I don't understand why we're making drastic changes. And like I said, Marvel Studios going forward is a very sketchy road. After Spider-Man No Way Home, like, okay, Doctor Strange, Multiverse Madness looks promising, okay? Um, Moon Knight looks really good. We'll talk about that in a little bit here. But then we are seeing what they're doing with Kamala Khan, and then it's like, okay, so if they're going to do this to Miss Marvel, what other superheroes are going to get shafted, right? I mean, I would even say Spider-Man in the MCU was shafted. Um, and I've, I've had this opinion ever since, you know, all the way up till No Way Home, because before No Way Home, it just seemed like they were doing Spider-Man dirty. After No Way Home, there's a retrospective as to where he began in the MCU, and it was an origin story over the course of three movies, but in the beginning, when you looked at it, it was like, oh, Spider-Man, you know, he's just getting shafted by the MCU, and he, he doesn't feel like it, because in the first two Spider-Man movies, there wasn't much consequence for his actions or really anything that involved Peter overcoming much, right? Oh, in the fur and Homecoming, Peter has to push an AC unit off of him, which is one of the most iconic uh, moments, but it wasn't an AC unit, it was, a, it was like a big iron contraption that fell on him, and, you know, Aunt May, he needed to get medicine for, and he lifted this really heavy, you know, piece of machinery off of him in the comics, but in the movie, it just, it didn't feel the same, right? Like, there wasn't that much emotional weight, like, oh, he's doing it because he's trying to prove to himself that he's Spider-Man, and that he doesn't need the suit, instead of it having to do with someone that he loves, you know what I'm saying? Like, the motives didn't feel right, and then Far From Home was just absolutely terrible, this guy gives off a glass, you know, glasses at Tony, his mentor, somebody he holds close that left to him, gives it to some guy he's known only for like a day or two, and then he murders a bunch of people with drones, and then at the end of the movie, oh no, I just got it back, you know, no problem, and then at the end of the movie, it's like, okay, his identity's outed, looks like, you know, there's gonna be some real consequences, then they get rid of it, but later on in No Way Home, they, you know, really give Peter consequences for his actions, which is great, good stuff. But it took three movies for them to make Spider-Man in the MCU feel like Spider-Man. And although I get what they were going for as a Spider-Man fan, I rather would have have having them give Peter three different movies of Spider-Man 
stories of Peter overcoming problems. They changed Spider-Man in the MCU into this like super funny, light-hearted, not really stake-filled movie. If you watch the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, in every one of those movies, Peter Parker has to overcome an internal struggle. And he's trying to find himself and do the right thing. Spider-Man 2 is considered one of the best Spider-Man films of all time because it is a Spider-Man story. Peter Parker is getting shit on in that movie. And he's Spider-Man. He gives up the mantle to get everything he wants out of his life. But the guilt... Of Uncle Ben and not doing the right thing and being able to help people. He makes a sacrifice to become Spider-Man again for the greater good. Even if it's at the cost of his life. That's the thing. That made the that made Spider-Man 2 a, the best Spider-Man film of all time, in my opinion. But it was true to the character. Every Tobey Maguire film and Andrew Garfield film. Although The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a jumbled mess. You got what they were doing. Peter, in all the, the movies, rather as bad Amazing Spider-Man 2 or not, Peter Parker always had an internal conflict he had to fight. You know? He had consequences for his actions. Gwen's death in The Amazing Spider-Man, Captain Stacy, or The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Captain Stacy in The Amazing Spider-Man 1. In Spider-Man 1, you had Mary Jane almost getting killed because of what Peter has done. Because of what Peter did, his Uncle Ben died. And then his best friend's dad dies. And then in, the, in Spider-Man 2, you know, Mary Jane almost gets killed again. And same thing in the third movie. But then you, of course, have what, what happens with Doc Ock. You know? And then, of course, you have the situation with Harry. When Harry finds out he's Spider-Man. You know? There's so much conflicts going on in those movies and consequences... From what happens in those movies, it feels like a Spider-Man story. And then you go to the MCU, and until No Way Home, every Spider-Man movie didn't feel like a Spider-Man movie. It just felt like a movie with Spider-Man in it. You know? Hopefully, going forward, the MCU can do Spider-Man better. It's not Tom Holland's fault. It's none of the actors' fault. It's the writing team's fault for making those characters and the stories too lighthearted with no consequence. Now, with Miss Marvel, you're literally changing the core of the character a lot like you did with Spider-Man. But this time, you're messing around with the origin story. That is one of the most sacred things, you know? Two of the most sacred things about comic book characters if you're going to adapt them to the main screen. Origin story and the character. You can change the costumes, maybe fondle around with some of the powers a little bit. A little bit. Not a lot. For instance, Peter Parker in the, you know, Homecoming Far From Home. Oh, he doesn't really have spider sense. It doesn't work that well. It develops. Okay, that's one thing. But to literally remove the Terrigen Mist that gave Miss Marvel her powers? Absolutely unacceptable. I'm sorry, Marvel. Like, I'm not giving you a free pass on this one. This is a ridiculous decision. I don't know who made it or greenlit it, but it's a fucking dumb decision. Why did you even make the suggestion? So that's the first thing that, that bothers me about this whole situation. So 
So for the Miss Marvel fans, I feel sorry for you guys. I really do, because this is not okay. It's just, it, it's blatant. And I, as a Spider-Man fan of the MCU and of, of the other Spider-Man movies, I feel your pain in a way. Except this time they fucked with your origin story, not the character itself. It's just as bad, it's from two different perspectives, but Marvel needs to get a grip and stop changing the characters too much. In the beginning, they changed characters slightly. Very small things they changed about the characters. Now it's getting into major areas of changing things. And that's where problems are going to emerge. So... In our next segment, uh, we will be talking about Marvel's Moon Knight and how that looks and what's going on there. But for Miss Marvel, my first interpretations of it is I will give it a shot, but it's not on top of my priority list. This has nothing to do with the actors. It has to do with them changing fundamental things about the character. And the main story, I don't even know what it's about. Outside of her coming to become a superhero and learning what that's like. Outside of that... The story does not have me intrigued. But that is all I have to say about Miss Marvel. I hope you all enjoyed that segment of the podcast. And if you did, you know, hopefully we can cover more in the future when more about Miss Marvel comes out. Uh, if you're interested in Moon Knight, you can move on to the next section. Or, of course, you can just start wherever you'd like in the podcast. But I will catch you all in a second for the next segment. Hello, welcome back to the second segment of this PC Boys podcast. I hope you all enjoyed the first segment. If you did listen in, we just basically talked about Miss Marvel. Um, it was, you know, teased. There was a trailer that came out earlier. I watched it along with a lot of other people, and a lot of people were not happy about it, mainly Miss Marvel fans. Um, so I decided to, to cover it a little bit and talk about why I think Marvel changing a lot of the origin of that character is stupid and the powers and where they come from um, and doing comparisons between that and Spider-Man because I understand how Miss Marvel fans feel about their beloved character getting tainted by Marvel and bad writing. Um, but anyways, uh, now on to this segment. We are going to be talking about Moon Knight, of course. Now that there's more coming out about Moon Knight, more looks at the suit, the story, and everything that's going on. I am so fucking excited for this show. It's not even funny. Now, for those of you that don't know, I have very minimal knowledge of Moon Knight. I know the origin of Mark Spector going on a mission and getting... Uh, essentially gunned down in Egypt. He finds the statue of Conchu and, you know, agrees to being Conchu's living embodiment on Earth. Um, and Conchu, of course, revives him and gives him the, his powers. And depending on what phase of the moon he's under depends on how the powers manifest and how strong he is. But when it comes to Moon Knight, um, you know, I gotta say, when it, when it comes to what we've seen from the show, it's amazing. From the suits... Um, to the internal conflict of Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, and Moon Knight himself, and even Mr. Knight, it's like, wow, like, there's a lot to be, to, to be going on in this show, and it looks absolutely amazing, and I mean, you literally have Stephen Grant figuring out about Mark Spector, the main person that inhabits the body, um, and when you, when you're looking at that, this show's gonna have so much internal conflict, I think it might even outweigh the external conflict because in this show right we we have a villain 
that I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel about the the villain in the show. Um, you know, thus far, outside of a shot of him using a staff and shooting lightning into the sky, I don't really have anything for the character that I'm interested in seeing from the villain. The hero side of things, oh man, it's just... It's great. And the thing is, we heard that uh, the Werewolf by Night one-shot that's coming to Disney Plus this October is going to include Blade in it. And I believe Moon Knight as well. And that's awesome. Because for those of you guys that don't know, I love the Wesley Snipes Blade movies. And the fact that Moon Knight and Blade are going to have importance with each other and going on into the future is fucking amazing. But I, I'm very interested to see what they do with Moon Knight. Because, like I said, this is a character I've seen in the comics before. And I've read comics with him in it. But I'm not a Moon Knight fan. Um, but he's definitely a character that always intrigued me based upon his origin story and his powers, but I was never a Moon Knight fan. I couldn't get into it, but maybe the show might encourage me to read Moon Knight comics and to figure more about the character. As much of a Marvel fan as I am, I don't know much about every Marvel character in, in the Marvel comic universe, okay? If you want to know the most well-versed characters, I, I have Spider-Man being number one, because he's my favorite, you know, Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, um, Wolverine, Deadpool, now, uh, I would say is one I have pretty good knowledge on, um, and Daredevil, of course. Daredevil's one of my top ones. I don't know why I didn't list him off at one of the top ones, but those would be, like, the characters I would probably have, like, the the most um, information on hero-wise. Uh, Moon Knight, not really one of them. But it's definitely fair to say by the way that this show is going to be, it is definitely going to be a step into the darker side of the MCU. Because I think we can all agree right now, the MCU outside of a few movies is very lighthearted. I would say that the TV side of Marvel, they should try to make darker. Yeah, make them big movies, like family-friendly, like PG-13. But when you get to the TV shows, try to go for a darker tone. Try to go into more mature audience-level stuff because... When it comes to your TV shows, they're going to be more ground-level shows than they are when it comes to movies. I want the Moon Knight show to be dark and gritty. I want Marvel to get into dark and grittiness. And we already know with them adding in the Marvel Netflix shows soon to Disney+, Plus, using a adult feature to access those shows... Like, they already have this, you know, the setting grounds for darker content... I'm looking at Moon Knight's character, and, and so far what we've seen of the show, I think it's going to be a dark show. I think it's going to be a very dark show, and it's also going to be a character study of Mark Spector and Stephen Grant, because they inhabit the same body. I'm more interested in seeing the internal conflict of Stephen Grant and Mark Spector more so than I am for Moon Knight fighting bad guys. In all honesty, I, I mean, as cool as Moon Knight looks, I'm more interested on that internal conflict and what that's going to be like. For me, that's what mainly has me invested in this show right now because I've watched so many superhero movies of superheroes beating each other up or beating up villains, right? I mean, MCU Phase 1, hello, but it, at this point, I want to see something of substance. I want to see a internal struggle of a character. 
And I think Mark Spector is going to deliver that. In all honesty. Um, the show looks great. The story is obviously going to be about char- or a person struggling with multiple personalities, obviously. But then when it comes to the mythological side of things, of like Egyptian gods and mythology and like the main villain of the story, like I'm not, I'm not sold on that part. That's the part that the show is going to have to really like drag me in to get invested in. Because from the trailers, I'm not interested in Moon Knight's journey to beating the bad guy. It's more of the internal conflict that I'm interested in. Um, but only time will tell. Uh, the show itself, only time will tell what's going to happen with all those characters and with Moon Knight himself. But until then, I'm just going to enjoy watching Marvel and and just hoping that the show is good because I I don't want to go into the show and get let down but like I said Marvel going forward now is a risky bet on movies I think DC is going to go on the incline and Marvel's going to go down because I think Marvel's golden age is done you know phase one through three was Marvel's golden age phase four has been hit and misses and some successes Spider-Man being a success their Marvel Disney plus shows till this point not really successful. I personally loved Hawkeye. I thought Hawkeye was pretty good. Um, but Cat, I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I honestly did not care for that one that much. Uh, same thing with WandaVision. In the beginning, I was very interested. But then the mystique got lost about halfway through the season. And I was like, yeah, I don't care about this anymore. Um, that's me personally. But when it comes to Moon Knight, I think that they have a chance to really set things right with Marvel Disney Plus others. And Loki. Loki was a great show. I fucking love Loki. I, I didn't think Loki was going to be a good show. I loved Loki. Great show. I hope Moon Knight gets up there. I have no doubt that Moon Knight can overtake Hawkeye. Loki, though, we'll see. That depends on the writing. But, with all that being said, thank you very much for listening. I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast. I am not going to guarantee more podcasting and more frequent podcasts until I go into my summer break. And the only reason I say that is because right now when it comes to school, I'm very busy. The fact that I even had time to make this podcast is astonishing to me. It's been a while. I just hope you guys can understand when I'm in college, podcasting is not going to be very often. It's going to be very spaced out. But during the summertime, I can do my best to catch up on everything that I've missed and give you guys content that's enjoyable. I do want to make this my job someday, but at the same time, I got to focus on school over this. You know, once I get out of school or I got big breaks and stuff, I can I can do more. But as of right now, I cannot. But... Thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed, and I will catch you all in the next one.